Hello everyone, welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 19. I'm Ryan Persaud, with me are my co-hosts Alan Ibrahim. Hey, it's me! It's Alan. <laughs> How are you, Alan? I'm good, thanks. Uh, I'm here, and I'm chilling, and I am excited to talk about things with our friends. Our Fireside Friends. Katie's here, Katie Marie. Hey! How are you, Katie? I'm good! Great. Uh, Shannon's back. Hello. Shannon Strucci. How are you, Shannon? Doing well. Excited to talk that's about great. some TV and movies. That's my thing. I heard you like those. Uh, sort of, I guess. Not really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, bye. You're not welcome here, then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll go do something else. (laughs) And that's episode 19. (laughs) (laughs) If you weren't doing movie stuff, what would you be doing? I don't know. Uh, I think uh, getting really into movies stopped me from being as into anime as I was. Maybe I'd be making (laughs) comics or something. I did that. I like drawing. So you you would be Katie. Yeah, <laughs> I would be way further. Down. I was really far down the rabbit hole when I was like 16. Like, really. The anime hole, if you will. Really far down that anime hole. Um, <laughs> and then I watched Hot Fuzz and I was like, wow. And I <laughs> switched gears. Yeah. All right. Do we just want to jump into it with this episode of Atlanta that I made everybody watch? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm ready for that. Alan, help me out, because you have seen all of the show and I haven't, right? Yes. All right. I watched this because I heard people talking about it on Twitter.com, and I was just morbidly curious as to what they did, because uh, for people who haven't watched uh, episode seven of Atlanta, which, Alan, explain to me what Atlanta is. (laughs) I don't know what Atlanta is. (laughs) <laughs> but Ryan, I talked about it last episode. Refer to that. I'm just kidding. Uh, Atlanta. <laughs> it's a show. It's on FX. It's created by a uh, former community actor Donald Glover, and um, it tackles issues of of, uh, of pol- the political variety in a humorous way. Sometimes, and sometimes it's not very funny and not very good. <laughs> like in the latest episode, B E M. I think is what it's called. B E M. Something. Uh, B A N for like B A N Black American Networks yeah. or like a B E T play there on B E T. Exactly. And uh, this episode's much different from the other ones, right? It's very self-contained. Oh yeah, I mean, all of the episodes are super self-contained, and then this right. one, like at least the other ones, tend to tell one single or like two stories. Um, this one is like structured like you're watching television. It starts with the BAN Network logo, and then it's just like, here's uh, this talk show, and then there's also commercials. Montague. Yep. Montague. <laughs> Their fake uh, celebrity interview show, which, from the start, why are y'all bringing on a rapper? This, like, wh- Paperboy isn't... He's not six- <laughs> like, no offense to Paperboy. Well, I mean, we're going to be talking some some mess. But, like, the dude is... The whole thing is he's not, like, a very successful rapper. You right. know? Like, he's just, like, barely making it. And now he's on, like, a talk show? Just to be like, yeah, you like are why the... does anybody care? That's a good point. I didn't actually think about it. Like, why does? <laughs> How did they end up here? Is it? I, 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 I have no clue. There's so many better people that they could have asked, and then they also to bring to talk about 
uh like <laughs> feminism and trans issues they brought on a white woman <laughs> a white <Okay>. cis woman <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah so <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah pa- like you said paper boy and a trans expert quote unquote <laughs> is in this talk show uh, oh my god it's like they and, went what is the face of a transgendered all right cis woman who's also white let's go so perfect and s- we can construct the perfect straw man uh- <laughs> yeah. yep. um but yeah the whole setup is that he tweeted something that was he said he tweeted that he didn't want to fuck caitlin jenner which was deemed transphobic uh I guess it caused outrage, so now they're on a talk show. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's a whole thing. I kind of want to get back to that, though, because the actual thing that like really made me mad was the thing that came immediately after it, which was a whole segment on someone who thinks that it's a black man who thinks that he's white and also 35. Mm-hmm. Uh which on its own is not like a bad joke or anything, uh, but then they had to go and make a, like they get they get into like uh, there are some jokes where he thinks he's privileged and stuff like that, and that stuff's fine. Uh, but my my main problem with this bit is that they just throw out a bunch of uh terms and language that actual trans people use in a way that i found really like disrespectful absolutely uh yes um to a point where like uh, like i said like a black dude thinking that he's a white dude is it can be funny if you're doing it right but here i just thought that there wasn't really a clear target or if there was like i was the target watching this episode well yeah and I mean, like, watching it, it was literally like, haha, look at this black dude who thinks he's a white man. Like, now consider how ridiculous that is. Well, it's the same for trans people. If you think you're a different gender, you're just as ridiculous as this dude, and it's funny. Like, uh, no? What are you saying? Um, so... Yeah, I was, like, kind of peeved. I was like, okay, are they really, like, kind of taking that angle? Because that is definitely what I'm getting. So, yeah. yeah. And there was de- definitely an angle, too, of where Paperboy's talking to the woman and talking about being, as a as a black guy in Atlanta, like, being forgotten. And take. Right. And I guess that's, that might have been what Donald Glover was going for. And obviously, I'm white, so I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass, I guess. I don't know. But it's like... Mm-hmm. I guess Donald Glover didn't consider all of the trans women of color in Atlanta. Right. Exactly. I, I exactly. Googled it, and there was a thing a couple of years ago where there two of them were on MARTA, the uh, train line here, and they got attacked mm. by a bunch of cis men, and one of them got all of her clothes ripped off, and there's, like, video online. And it's just like, yeah, this stuff is happening in your city, and you're just going to, like, I don't know. It upset me. It was, like, right. a, just exactly. a very much, I don't know, a, a, a huge blind spot. And like a weird, yeah, only privileged white women have an issue with this. Not people who live in your city that you're trying to champion and show, um, you know. Well, I feel like trans women of color are a huge cornerstone to the trans movement in general. Like, Mm -hmm. just even talking about the Stonewall riots and stuff like that. Like, trans women of color are very, very important. Mm -hmm. And, like, it just baffled me that, like, he kind of 
you know, the rapper Paperboy was saying, like, well, the plight of African Americans is basically forgotten in favor of trans people. Um, and like, I was what? like, well, they're not. Yeah, there's not. They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> like, there's definitely exactly. like intersection between your communities, and it's also like, well, when my boyfriend and I were watching this together. He straight walked out of the room and said, this is BS. Um, and basically, we were talking about that that's kind of like pulling in all lives matter. When you're like, well, trans people like aren't important and it's yeah. not bad to call them weird because we struggle. Yeah, when again, it's not like, mutually exclusive. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what else? Okay. I'll just go down the list of things that I noted. Uh, the dude has surgery, which like doesn't even work as like a piece of satire. Like what? They just gave. Yeah, I thought they were gonna make his skin white. They just gave him a wig. Yeah, yeah. They don't even do that. <laughs> they didn't even put makeup on him. It was weird. Yeah. Um, what else is there? You guys, uh, you all touched on a lot of stuff that I was going to talk about, um, and I guess. Well, the ending is also a mess because, like, I oh, yeah. get it. He thinks that he's white, so he's an asshole. I guess is the joke that they're going there. But I think the joke was just... like, "Oh, you think he'll be more tolerant when, in fact, yeah, he's not." Ha ha. Yeah. He's a different flavor look, of intolerance. Yeah, look at this prejudice, uh, homophobe. So, because I think it, it yeah. would have. I don't know if it was because of the whiteness. I feel like it would have been. Well, because they did have the joke early on where he was trying to get the black dude arrested. Yeah, exactly. So I yes. think that was part of his character before and after the surgery. I don't right, know. yeah. I feel weird yeah. that we're, like, discussing this series, this part of it seriously. <laughs> well, it was his surgery to become a white man. Yeah. <laughs> and the joke being that the doctor's like, it's not going to be good. It's going to be a lazy, bad surgery. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? Oh, like, it's like, it's going to look, look weird, weird, though. Like, fucking what? Yeah. <sighs> There is one. I love everything else in this episode except that talk show moment. Everything else, I legitimately was like, "This is some brilliant shit." Uh, well, here and there, but mm -hmm. the one line and moment in the Montague stuff that I actually kind of appreciated a little bit was uh, the moment where the two guests on the talk show kind of like team up against Montague <laughs> yeah. because you you just yeah. realize like how much of, it becomes like about how shitty talk show hosts are and how much he's like clearly trying to antagonize the two of them and then they have this like long series of of moments where they're like but you said this but you said this and then one of the and you know paperboy eventually says like well the way that we talk about trans folk and the way that we like don't, don't like people that are different from us is the way that white people have been talking about people of color forever and nobody talks about that and then she just stops and goes you you are right <laughs> and then you know they both kind of like look at each other like oh i guess i guess we're friends now and then montague's like but you hate women he's like no i i never said that all of my songs are about how i love and i really love women maybe i'm a little bit of a misogynist but not like in a different way like i do love women and then they kind of like have that nice moment and then of course they loop right around back to the transracial nonsense which is disappointing and bad mm-hmm uh, I will push back on that a little bit and say that that moment specifically was about him having the freedom of speech to be a bigot and not right. actually about that's the part where they agreed is that he should have free speech. <laughs> uh, Which is obviously being infringed on by being asked to be on a talk show. Yeah. Rights are being taken away <laughs> as an American. Nah, yeah. Right. Because right, right, right. you can't talk 
on a talk show. What it's nonsense is that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's mostly what I wanted to say about that. Um, I was talking to Alan earlier, and Shan, you mentioned blind spots earlier too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm glad that this show exists. I the rest of the episodes are fine from what I've seen. I haven't caught up fully yet, but um, once I feel like. I'm glad that Donald Glover has this show as his thing and he has like a lot of control over it. But when someone has this much control over a production this big and they're like doing all the writing and directing and stuff, uh, you're definitely going to see their blind spots. And I don't know why he decided to do a whole episode on his blind spot, but (laughs) I guess if you're going to do it, (laughs) I don't know. Uh I how did you feel about the way they handled it in the other episode, Ryan? Uh, yeah, in episode two, there's a trans woman, um, and it's not as overtly offensive, but I do think that she was used as a prop in that scene. Yeah, yeah, because that whole scene in the second episode, uh, Donald Glover's in jail, and it's supposed to be like this awkward situation between the guy who dated this trans woman. Um, and then everybody calls the dude gay uh, for dating her, and it's this whole thing. And Donald Glover's one line in that scene was just like, you know, sexuality is a spectrum. You could do whatever you want. Um, mm. And the trans woman barely has any lines other than telling the dude to shut the fuck up about freaking out about being gay. Right. Uh, so that was also not great. I was just curious because I know a lot of people were like, why does he keep bringing this up? This is clearly like a point of contention for him that he wants to talk about this, but he stopped getting it wrong. (laughs) Just ask someone who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy too, Uh, you know, seeing a show about Atlanta and just like little things. Like I was born in Atlanta and I live near there now. It's like, oh, like I've probably, like that's the same kind of bus I ride and like, oh, I've been there and stuff. And seeing, obviously, I think his entire writer's room is black. And seeing something from that perspective is just, like, wonderful. Right. But then... Exactly. Like you said, to totally mess this up. Maybe, I mean, I've only seen the first episode in this one. Maybe he'll address it mm-hmm. in a different way later on. That'll change. But as as far as it's gone up to now, it's like, dude... Uh. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I mean... I don't know. I feel like it's better to... If you're going to approach these issues so clumsily, it's like, what? why are you doing this? Apart from to make himself feel good and be like, oh, freedom of speech, kind of, which is not really what I expected. Yeah. The commercials were really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fake yeah. commercials were good. Yeah. Um, and and the commercials show the stuff that he knows really well, like satire yeah. and being able to talk about p- police brutality in a way that manages to, like, say something without making anybody sad or angry. Like the the cereal commercial, yeah, right. Where the wolf is trying to steal cereal and then gets arrested, and that part's like very dark, but because it's animated, is like a little bit funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the price, the best, everyone's favorite, the part with the, the Arizona commercial, <laughs> weirdly good, because that that part's like um, you know, if you ever watch like childish when his his childish Gambino persona, like his music videos and his whole persona around like his 2013 album, that like weird surrealism comes mm-hmm. through in only so far in the very first episode of the show, the gentleman on the bus with him. Yeah, who, uh, who shows comes back, back up. in one of the commercials. Yeah, yeah that's a like, great, yep. like a like a, <laughs> a Miss Cleo kind of commercial. And then uh, 
in those moments where it's just like, oh, the, the price is on the can, though. <laughs> like they both look at the can of Arizona and they're confused. Why does it cost one twenty five if it says ninety nine cents? It's very ah. He has a style that I appreciate, but I just don't don't talk about this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Not for you. You know who does do it well though? If we can kind of flip to a more positive uh, light, uh, okay. The latest episode of Drunk History coincidentally did. Um, a whole segment on the Stonewall riots. Oh wow! Um, yeah, absolutely. In the same week, I watched both of these things on uh, the same <laughs> night, actually, for me because I watch a lot of my like TV in the same night. Uh, it was Chriselle West, um, who I believe is a comedian, and she was the narrator. Hilarious woman, absolutely hilarious. And she was talking about the Stonewall riots, and uh, they had a trans woman play a trans woman, which is like shouldn't be that big of a deal but it's like a pretty big deal (laughs) yeah well i mean nobody else does that for some reason it's like who are we gonna have play a trans woman a cis man yep that works right exactly they had trace lysette from uh from transparent actually the amazon show was uh sylvia rivera and then uh marsha p johnson the star of that the sort of like historical star of that segment was played by alexandra gray who is also really good um and it managed to be hilarious and then also, like, very accurate and very informative and, like, about queerness and about how, how queer women like Marsha P. Johnson or whatever was able to, like, actually change the world and, like, make a huge difference. And there's no, like, joke about it. They're not poking fun at anyone. Like, it's just like, hey, here's what really did happen. Isn't it great? That's awesome. And it's, yeah, to see both of those things in the same night for me was just, like, complete whiplash. Like, <laughs> ugh. Yeah. Because I, I do think... Uh, that shows like Atlanta should have the opportunity to exist, like people to have a voice to say like, here's what I think about these sort of controversial things, but there are shows that do it badly, like Atlanta, and then there are shows that do the exact same thing well, like Drunk History, of all shows. (laughs) The show where drunk people talk about American history. Um, And the theme of the episode was bar fights. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Exactly. They managed a really interesting discussion about um, all that stuff that I really liked. I'll have to check that out. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Nice. All right, let's get away from this. Uh, okay. Shannon, have you, have you been Shannon? Have you been up to anything? Uh, I've been working on my Hannibal essay all the time. This is going to go up on Sunday. Do you think it'll be done by Sunday? <sighs> I hope so. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I've got all the audio. Which anime? I've been cutting it down. Uh, I mentioned anime in it. Brent, yeah, which anime did, is it inspired yeah, by? Yeah, did you find out what anime? No. I'm, I'm going to talk <laughs> about in the video, um, I tried really hard. I made a, a post on the Hannibal subreddit. I never go on Reddit. I tweeted at him like six times. I made a stupid video, like a seven second long video that I'm going to include yep. in the final essay, I think. Um, and I, I never saw that found and it out. was hilarious. I tried so hard. And I knew some people were like, well, I sort of know someone involved with the show. They're like, ah, oh, I can't. And I was just like, ah, oh. I did my best. Um. So if you're listening to this and you know what anime inspired the aesthetic of Hannibal, uh, shoot us an email. Please tell me. <laughs> or at Shannon on Twitter. Because I'm the kind of person, once I find something like that out, I get kind of obsessed with it. And I really, if I want to, like, oh, that's interesting. I really want to know. I bet that's out there somewhere. No, it's not. It's not anywhere. It's oh. definitely not any written any interview that's online Like that I tried to find through Google. Um, I watched, I don't even know how many hours of, like, panels, at con- and all it was was someone was like, did anime influence it? He's like, yes, anime definitely did. And then they moved on, and I was just like, ah! Which one? Because there's a lot there, you know. Yeah. 
Wait, is Hannibal anime? Am I missing out? <laughs> I, might as well be. Look up the Korean yeah. promos for it. Uh, they're oh yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. Oh boy. Yeah, that's that's I what I've been doing. Hannibal. I love Hannibal so much. Yeah, I've been watching that. I mentioned it last time. But I'm still watching it. It's fucking brutal. What, oh my what, god. What, what point are you at? I finished season two, episode six, so like right in the middle of season two, uh, which I don't know if I should spo- spoilers for like a f- couple year old show. I guess <laughs> it's the part where people are slowly getting suspicious of Hannibal. Since yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun. Stuff's about it's to get uh, get not good for Chilton around then. What else can go wrong? He already had his stomach taken out. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Nice. And he's alive? Yeah, no. Isn't he in season three? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, golly. <laughs> he's the Kenny of Hannibal. <laughs> They've said that. Ah, that's good. Uh, this is like the time to watch that show for sure. Yeah. That's why. also why I want to get it finished before Halloween, which I definitely will. It's not going to yeah. take me that long. Right. I'm literally watching it because it's October and I need, I need a thing. Uh, what about you, Katie? What's up? Well, bringing it back to anime, <laughs> um, I have been trying to keep up with like the season for this uh, fall 2016 anime season. Um, and one of the big anime things that has been all over Tumblr and my friends have approached me and been like, you need to watch this is Yuri with a bunch of exclamation points on <laughs> ice, um, which is a figure skating anime, which uh I'm not really the biggest fan of sports anime, but I decided to give this one a go because figure skating has honestly been like a big dream of mine when I was really little. Like I watched The Cutting Edge and Ice Princess like a thousand (laughs) times over. Um, So anyway, um, Yuri in like Japanese context typically means like lesbians. Um, But like, wait a minute, (laughs) this is all dudes. It's all guys Aww. because um, the name Yuri is a Russian name for mm-hmm. one of them. And the other guy, his name is just Yuri and he's Japanese. Um, but he tries to, you know, skate in this competition and he gets like crushed and fails miserably at the Grand Prix. Um, but then like, you know, this girl uh, secretly records him skating this famous skater, Victor, his routine and then she uploads it on the internet and it goes viral because it was flawless and then Victor comes there and he's like I'm gonna coach you now so that's the show so far it's only got two <laughs> episodes out because you know um, but the animation is like really smooth and really pretty um, it's really funny like the expressions of the characters are hilarious um, and it's just like it's got like freeze frame things where the main character will like talk over it, you know, like record scratch, freeze frame. You're wondering how I got here kind of thing. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's like my uh, one of my friends and I, we call it Yowie on ice because uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty kind of eh, bringing it back to a hint of gay. So mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of what it's going for there. And it's, Pretty, pretty enjoyable so far. As far as the sports anime, I've very much enjoyed it, and I haven't been able to watch a single one of those yet. So, 
It's pretty There dope. we go. That's what I've been up to. I love I love that that anime is one of the few genres that has like uh it's like here's the show everybody is watching. It's the one show. Because, like, television has that where it's like, oh, we all watch Game of Thrones. We all watch The Walking Dead. But, like, I don't know. It's different because I don't actually think everybody watches those shows. When it comes to anime, it's like you're watching this or you're watching old stuff or nothing. Like, these are, like, the three (laughs) or four. These are the seasonal anime. And everyone knows them. It was Kabaneri for a while. Now it's Yuri on Ice. You know, it'll be something else. One Punch Man. One Punch Man, uh, Kill a Kill was that, Attack on Titan was that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I watched most of them because that's just like the culture. It's just like, oh, this is the thing we all want to watch. And it, uh, it's like something nice and collective about it, you know? And my impression is it's all good stuff. At least I really like One Punch Man. Yeah, it's so manga. good. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. I don't know. I went a few, I went a few months thinking, like asking myself why everybody liked Attack on Titan. Because uh, it's because edgy. Because we were... Yeah, I never watched or read it. It's beautiful. I never got Don't into that. <laughs> it starts out good, and then it gets like anime boring, and then you're oh, like, no. "Why is everybody watching this?" I remember when I, I used mean, to Sword Art- Bleach, and then it got so bad and so yep, yep, boring. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I stopped reading Attack on Titan. I loved the anime; I liked it a lot. And I started reading the manga, and then I got to a certain point, and it got like ridiculously uh, political. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the um, mangaka, the like artist or whatever has like very anti-korean views yeah. that he like, oh God. puts in his work um he's like pro-korean genocide and stuff like that and i don't well just to briefly touch on this um there is i'm sure people know about the war between like japan and korea and stuff like that um anyway uh he puts allusions to that conflict in Attack on Titan by naming his characters after, like, Japanese warships and famous generals and stuff like that. And I'm just like, <sighs> why would you do that? <laughs> so so I'm not the biggest fan anymore, but uh, it happens, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. But then that, that's the cool thing about the seasonal stuff is it's not always good. Like, I don't think the only thing that draws people to it is that it's the thing everyone else is watching. Because Sword Art Online was right. the seasonal anime, and that show's no good. Uh, <laughs> that show's yeah. no good. But everyone watched it, yeah. and everyone told me I should watch it for like a hot minute, and then they said, no, 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 no. Don't actually. So I never know where to actually Well, I didn't it. finish it, because like, spoiler alert, they get out of Sword Art Online like halfway through the first season, and I was like, well, okay, what now? <laughs> I'm done. Goodbye. They're not in the video game anymore. Why is this the name of the series? So I stopped watching it. If you really want someone to rant about yep, how bad Sword Art Online is, like I'll call up Jackson right now. <laughs> I fucking hate that yeah, show and they'll so give much. you like a six essay series on why that show is bad, bad, bad. Well, I'm ready. Uh yeah. Is there anything else, or you don't want to take a break? I'll say I could talk about SVU, but I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, oh, tell, no, I'm, tell me about SVU, please. I've been watching SVU Why? because I hate myself. <laughs> because I have a crush on Roll Esparza. Oh, is um, he in that? Yeah, he's been a regular for like five seasons. What? I had no idea. No, for three seasons. Um, he's been in it for like four or five. And I only I found out recently and I was like, oh, I'll watch. And it's I hadn't seen it in years. And it's the worst thing in the whole world. <laughs> it's so terrible. Not only is it like exploitative and like offensive and like really... They're like, oh, yeah, we're here for, yeah, we care about consent and, like, destroying rape culture. But then they're like, stop and frisk is really good. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Oh. This is weird. Oh, no. there, it's very pro stop and frisk, very anti-defense attorneys. Um, 
And I, I, as far as he's a great actor, and he's good in it, and I've just been watching episodes that he's been in. And it was so funny, my aunt was over, um, and she's like, I said something about, oh, I watch it because I have a crush on one of the actors. And she was like, oh, and she wanted to watch and figure out which one it was. And she kept asking me. <laughs> I was like, no, no. And I was like, oh, yeah, that one. She's like, him? He's as old as I am. And I was like, oh, whatever. I'm not trying to actually, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the editing is terrible. If you want to learn how to not shoot TV, there's a lot of obvious ADR and like really weird cuts that just it's crazy. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, but yeah, that's my I've been uh, subjecting myself to SVU <laughs> as my little once a week whatever. That sounds. Great. Is it worth it? I I just I like roll as far as I'll lie right now. Okay, and, and it's also All I. Right. I, I so much of what I watch is like just prestige TV. I don't right, watch a lot right. of TV, and it's like really, really good. And it's I don't know how to and it to sort of be more in tune with what most people are watching. You know, it's kind of good, yeah. I guess. Uh, even though it's it's pretty awful, and I talk about it in my Hannibal essay too, and not favorably. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so. I I actually agree that it's like really I think it's really good to watch network stuff every once in a while. Like I watch Supergirl, Supergirl mm-hmm. here and there. Just to kind of get it, um, but and to watch something for an actor is really that's like sometimes pretty worth your time if you like that person a lot. Because wasn't uh, Raul Esparza also on BoJack? And then that's like a show you should definitely yeah. watch. But I have, yeah. I, wait, really? He plays. Fuck. <laughs> he's in season three as a mouse dude. I haven't finished season three. Oh yeah, I watched God. BoJack way back. I've been I cosplayed as uh, Mr. Peanut Butter last year at Dragon Con. We had a group cosplay. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cute. Um, yeah. My cousin was Diane. <laughs> But yeah, uh, he's good. I didn't recognize his voice somehow. Someone told me about it. I was like, whoa, whoa, my boy. <laughs> I love him. He's a Broadway star. He's been nominated in all four categories for an actor for Tony Awards, and he hasn't won any. Yeah. He's a really interesting person. But, yeah. But yeah. Don't let me talk about Rolla Sparza. I'll go on forever. I was going to say, yeah, that could be that could be the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a film is dead joke, but I think we should just take a break instead. Uh, We'll be right back.
we're back and we're here to talk about the 2010 film Tucker and Dale versus Evil, also known as Tucker and Dale versus the dumbest college kids in the world. <laughs> uh, Misunderstandings, the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shannon, you uh, you had us watch this. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Oh my god. Um, yeah, there are these two little redneck dudes but i think the movie's canadian so they're like canadian rednecks shot in canada yeah i was like because to me like budweiser or like miller or like natty or something is a, it's like a weird slight cultural difference right. that the first time i watched it especially because i grew up you know a, a, right. a lower class uh white person but yeah so they're uh uh tucker has a vacation home that they're going to and a bunch of idiot college kids think that they're hillbilly murderers and then the whole series of misunderstandings escalate and there are bodies everywhere and it's hysterical yeah it's really really good it is pretty funny i adore it in so many ways yeah katie what do you think okay so (laughs) um when i was watching this movie like it was literally like face palm constantly like (laughs) hands to the face oh no this isn't gonna happen and then it happens (laughs) and i'm like oh my god like you know for example like they introduced the wood chipper right like Mm -hmm. tucker is like loading things into the wood chipper and i was like oh my somebody's (laughs) gonna run into the wood chipper i'm calling it now and a dude (laughs) runs into the wood chipper and i was like oh my god no like stop don't do this well, they did it. Um, and I was actually kind of surprised, like, when the, you know, it went pretty far with nobody actually dying. Mm-hmm. So when that dude ran into the stick and impaled himself, I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think anyone would actually die. But then everyone dies. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like you legitimately know, touching um, when, like, the bee lands on his nose and you watch the life go out of his eyes. It's like, oh, that's really sad. Yep. <laughs> the bad CGB. Yeah, horrible, like, $3 CGI. I honestly expected the bee to sting him. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> but it didn't. It just I think if away. it were a more mean-spirited um, movie, it would have stung him. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was pretty funny. It was nice. I liked the no prejudice thing. Oh, you're a hillbilly, too. Kind of. <laughs> what? And, uh, I don't know. It was just funny. It was goofy. It was a good time. Like, I actually laughed at yeah. it, so. Alan, how about you? I, you, Shannon mentioned the thing earlier about how, like, the ways that it's funny, and it's just, like, it respects its inspirations a lot and made mm-hmm. me laugh in ways that are, like, deep laughter, like, because I watch a lot of horror films, and, like, it clearly is taking a lot of inspiration from classic stuff, like your Wes Cravens and, like, how much blood there is, but then also, like, a big, big nod to the Final Destination films in that... Like, you see inside of their house, right. like, oh, this wood plank, if you move a certain way, it's going to knock you in the face and, like, fill you full of nails. And you're just like, oh, no. Ooh, that's going to hit someone. Ooh, that's going to hit someone. And then it does. And <laughs> yep, you're like, exactly. yeah, like, it hits someone. Like, you get excited because, like, even the kills that are, like, really brutal still make you smile because you're like, oh, my gosh, he jumped into a wood chipper. Oh, he leapt right into it. I'm so excited. Um, and it like, it's just, it's, it's not mean-spirited at all. Like, it doesn't hate any of its characters. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. these... The, the plot description on IMDb was like a couple of nice men uh, run into some horrible villainous teenagers. <laughs> like, you know, it was, 
<laughs> it knows exactly how it's trying to flip the script on the young people go into the woods and get attacked by uh, horrible people. And instead, it's like, no, these are just some nice boys that wanted to go fishing. And instead, these teenagers um, are a little bit suicidal. <laughs> they can't <laughs> keep their uh, their eyes uh, away from saw blades and whatnot. It's great. It's so fun. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Yep, pretty much everything that you all said, I agree <laughs> with. Uh, I was just surprised at how dumb these kids are. Uh, <laughs> man, just like... Uh, I, like... Who would just run into a wood chipper, like, or just impale yourself with your own stick? I know. <laughs> the dude who shoots himself in the uh, face always gets me. Yeah. Oh, no. I was, I was about to, yeah. Like, no, I was no, about no. to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was about to ask what everybody's favorite kill was, and that was definitely my favorite one because it's just out of nowhere. Uh, it was perfect because, like. Was a Dale uh, tells him you gotta take the safety (laughs) off, and then you're like, oh, he's gonna take the safety off and start shooting, but he just kills himself. (laughs) Aim it at his face. Rest in peace. Ah, favorite kills, Alan. So hard to pick one. I'm trying to think of one. I guess just for um for his ease of ease of choosing, I'll say that my Mm. favorite was uh the one black guy because. They did the thing that I didn't even realize was clever, which is like every dumb horror movie kills the people of color first. And that's always that's yes. like the trope. And they mm-hmm. died last. They died second to last. It was like <laughs> yep. the guy, the girl, and then the blonde girl smoking were like the last three people to die at the same time. You're like, oh, like they even knew that. They, they realize all of the tropes that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. But he like, what is, how does he get? He like gets a little bit of fire on his foot and they're like, oh, no. And then the, oh, right. The girl throws yeah. gasoline on him and he's like oh no i'm burning a lot oh uh and they just watch him they're like we can't do anything they're like stop drop and roll he's just ah oh ah. he's um what do i know him from that actor has been in one other thing that i definitely oh he was in the season one of the killing if people watched the killing he was like the one muslim character that was being racially profiled on the killing mm-hmm. um but that was yeah that great was great track record yeah exactly that's like the thing to be known for uh yeah. that was my favorite i think Mm-hmm. Oh, that one's great because it's just like these kids are dumb and they're literally killing themselves yeah, now. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Just sequentially, just like you're dead, you're dead. Uh, you're going to get the hot like, thing on your Nothing face. to do with Dale and Tucker. Like, this is all you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Shannon, favorite death? Uh, probably the wood chipper because of what comes after. Like, the best line oh, of the movie. Oh, when they're trying is, to pull him out? And they pull him out and the cop walks up. And he's like, Heidi ho, officer, we're having a doozy of a day. And it's like the funniest thing in the whole world. And then Dale keeps saying weird stuff. It's like, because I hit her in the head with a shovel. He's like, shh. That whole scene is so funny. This is probably like the fifth or sixth time I've seen this movie. And it's still funny to me. And just how gruesome it is. Yep. Oh, and also when he, the, he like, turns it off or whatever, and Tucker, like, stares at the wood chipper, and he's like, are you okay? He's like, you okay? Are you yes. okay? I love that. <laughs> so funny. Just half of a person is in there. <laughs> you okay? Like, yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He's good. Alan Tudyk is so good. Just a little flesh wound. Rub some yeah. thorn in it. He'll walk it off. <laughs> That's like what they were saying about the cop who got, like, nailed in the face. They were like, he's walking it off. He's walking it off. <laughs> he, like, he survived a little while, and then he like pulls out the, mic- the walkie-talkie, and he's like, oh, oh, now I'm dead now. I can't be alive yeah. anymore. <laughs> I took a lot of nails to the face. I liked that cop. I appreciated that he was like not immediately like, oh, y'all are bad people. Like He tries to talk mm-hmm. to them for a second. He's clearly mm-hmm. suspicious, and then he's like, what's this, boot? 
<laughs> lean against yeah. this thing a rip yeah he was he told them not oh, to go there and i guess i don't know if it's an implication that the area is cursed if there's a supernatural element or if it's just the right. history um mm-hmm. it could be either way it doesn't matter he's still dead <laughs> but yeah right how about you katie um let's see honestly i thought it was kind of funny when the guy was like okay well they said um they're not back by however many minutes we're gonna go in guns blazing and he just chainsaws his friend just (laughs) right in the like arm and uh then she's like later on she's like grabbing onto chad while the building's about to explode uh, I liked her death because I thought that was funny how her friend literally just <laughs> chainsawed her right in the side of the neck and then she was like help me help Chad. me Chad was like, <laughs> like what's he gonna do <laughs> like, like kicks her and says uh, like let go of me you stupid b word or whatever and then they blow up and then Chad's okay of course he is Chad is invincible horror villain we need Chad. to talk about Chad creepiest <laughs> fucking dude in the world oh, oh my god too yeah, real he Chad reminds too me real. of somebody i know in real life oh, and no. i was i could not could not see anything else through the, the entire movie it's like <laughs> the exact mannerisms of that dude <sighs> yeah i know that's so. i mean the whole movie is about classism and what better target for satire on classism than a white frat boy who's yep. creepy towards mm-hmm. women mm-hmm and like also almost like seemed like he was a white supremacist at one point because when he's talking to Katrina Bowden's character, my favorite character, mm-hmm. her and Dale are tied for me, obviously. But <laughs> he's like, you and me, we're better than everyone else. And you're like, uh, mm, mm. I know you just probably mean like class, but like you're weird. Right. dude. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, that the, element there, too. The scene where they're at the table and uh, Dale's just like, I'm sorry about what happened, but I wasn't part of it. And then he's just like. Well, it was your kind, and I'm like, whoa, that's a that's a thing that I've heard way too many times in my life. <laughs> a little charged, yeah. a little bit charged, yeah. and then yeah, of course, mm. the newspaper conveniently placed at the end of the movie that's like, <laughs> it was his dad. <laughs> Chad, you're half hillbilly. I remember the first time no, I saw that. I lost it. That was so funny. Yeah, I really yeah. liked um, after like. Chad fell out the window when Dale just closes the window. Yep, yep. They look at him <laughs> like, like yeah. just, uh... let's just go bowling instead. This is a lot. Yeah. And then of yeah, course and they the go joke bowling in the, the, the bowling alley is the only like sour note for me in the whole movie at the very that end. That ending is yep. so weird. Yep. It's like where yep. did that like yep. who yep. It's sort of like Kingsman only Kingsman is much worse throughout the entire movie and it sort of ends on like a creepy dubious consent joke and then this one it's like why did you put that in there? Everything was so very nice rapey. And so sweet. Cause like right until yeah. the end, I was like, "That's kind of rapey." What the heck? Yeah, why? like right. It's like why? Why? Is is that was really weird. I felt like the movie went out of its way to not, like at least try to be respectful towards women, right? Yeah, it did. Every and, it like, was all very innocent and very you know. Dale gets on a Tucker yeah. for being a voyeur, and that's the worst thing either of them do. You know, right? Oh, it's not that yeah. bad. And then. And then the ending is just like Dale doesn't care that this woman is about to get raped because he has a girlfriend. Yeah, what? Like, what? Yeah, if I yeah, had the opportunity different. to interview the director, I'd be like, "What? What was up with that, man? What? Yeah. You, like, you have like a certain boundary scene, though, and tone." The what? That last scene, though, 
Like, yeah. what are you doing? I, whenever I tell people to watch this movie, I'm like, there's one scene at the very end that bothers me. The rest of it's amazing. I have literally no other complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obvious, rare for a horror film. I usually, in at least some way, feel alienated. But I think this does a very right. good job. Totally. That's that's why I liked Ali, Katrina Bowden's character, who I mm-hmm. mostly know as the cool character from 30 Rock. But uh, she's so great. She's so lovable. And she's just like a sweet little cinnamon roll. And she's like, I just want people to listen to each other. And then even when Chad, like, he, like, comes out of the burning house and he's got, like, half of his face melted off. And she's just like, I just, we should talk to him. And then he, like, gets ready to throw right. an axe because he throws, like, 11 axes in this movie. Uh, you could take yep. a drink every time he throws an axe. And That's then she's like, oh, no, genes. we should. <laughs> exactly. He learned how to be a pro axe thrower. <laughs> Uh, to the point where somebody like dodges one of them later they're like whoa <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> they're ready yep. um, but she's just like oh no he's maybe maybe no we should sit down with tea like they drink tea and then also yep. that's all just because chamomile tea is what saves the day <laughs> yes because he's asthmatic all he needs is I love that Dale does that and this is just the best thing about Dale is that even when he's fighting back and he's ready to like actually kill them in retaliation he still doesn't want to like, he does mm-hmm. the tea thing, and then he's like, oh, no, but he, we just needed to incapacitate him. He'll be fine if he has his inhaler. Uh oh, uh, he fell out of a window. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> the scene where he smokes his cigarette and then <laughs> takes a puff out of his inhaler, I fucking died. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, there are a lot of great that little so touches. The, the dude who runs yeah. up to tell them about, let's go skinny dipping, he has a roll of toilet paper, and he, like, smells it for some reason. <laughs> yeah it's really weird i don't i don't think i realized that in the other times i watched it he walks up he like sniffs it he's like guys it's like what <laughs> <laughs> why did you do that why did you that's so weird but there are like a million little tiny uh touches like that that yeah. i like <laughs> the the dude who, who has the car and it's his dad's car and he leaves and his uh, his excuse for leaving is my dad said i'm the only one who can drive the car <laughs> so i can yep. leave <laughs> but nobody come with me bye yeah and he runs off. He, like, trips as he's running away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. They're like, ugh. <laughs> so many moments. Banging on the back yeah. of the police car. Not trying to get out, but just, like, punching the window <laughs> over and over again. Like, oh, my God. Uh, College and- kid. We-, we got your friend. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now we got your friend, but he spelled friend wrong. Oh, Dale. <laughs> yep. Tyler Labine, criminally underappreciated actor, by the way. Uh he's not in enough stuff i looked him up because i adored him in this film and i was like please tell me he's in more he's so good he's so lovable and perfect and he's really like he he brings a lot of like actual real emotion to this movie which not a lot of horror Mm -hmm. stuff does have is like pathos i guess it's just kind of like oh ground it a lot exactly yeah Mm -hmm. like alan tudyk brings like a older brother seriousness that i adored and then tyler Levine brings this like wistful innocence that I, I actually empathize with a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the only other thing that I've seen him in recently is the Voltron show, the Netflix show. Um, he's one of the main characters, and he's great on that. He doesn't have the accent. Oh. Uh, he's Hunk, actually, which is great. Um, pretty much the same kind of character as Dale, but a little bit more cocksure. And it's like, mm-hmm. this guy needs more roles. Eli Craig needs to make more movies. Everyone involved in this film needs to do more <laughs> stuff. It's so fun. How did it get made? I saw a couple episodes of a show. I think it was called Reaper that he was in. It was good, like a where he some, who's, he played like a, a reaper I don't know it was like a family comedy thing he's been on a lot of stuff that's been like cancelled like at show animal practice um, and stuff like that and he was like he was a stoner on the X, the new X-Files season but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah him and, and then Alan Tudyk also just 
one of our greatest actors. <laughs> so good. Uh, talking about how his face is too hot from all the <laughs> the bee stings. <laughs> swinging his chain. Instead, of putting, instead yeah. of putting the chainsaw down, he just decides to run around swinging it. <laughs> like, yep. Of course you're going to look like. Like it'll cut the bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're going to cut yeah. the bees. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's a smart idea. Because bees are not endangered. <laughs> Katie, you're bringing your Save the Bees agenda to this podcast and I won't have any more of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to save the bees. I just love them so much. No I'll bees were bees. harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> no, yeah, no real bees. very clearly CG. Yes, but. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I just like when great. he says he sawed into the beehive and he's like why would you do that he's like i didn't do it on purpose (laughs) he's pouring beer on his face yeah yeah. he pours beer on his hand when his fingers get cut off yeah (laughs) i was actually curious ryan what you because how much did you even know that it was like a reverse horror film when you watched it uh, I mean, I figured it out, but I knew nothing about this movie before I watched it. Because so. there are, like, scenes in the beginning that are really charming once you know. Because the beginning of the movie is, like, right. following the teens because it's trying to, like, trick you, I guess, right. a little bit. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And they go into the convenience store and you see uh, Dale right. behind the, the, like, pickled things. And when you see that, you're like, oh, creepy old old dude. But when you know him, <laughs> right. you're like, oh, Dale is just, he's trying to see the cute girl. He just wants to look at her. He's so <laughs> sad. I love him. But he's, like, not even doing it in, like, a creepy way, in my opinion. Like, yeah. He's just genuinely trying to, like, talk to her and mm-hmm. not, like, I have my headphones in, don't talk to me kind of way. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> and, and then he uh, uh, got the giant scythe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. killed me. <laughs> so you don't Why do you have a scythe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. Why did he bring the scythe? (laughs) Don't bring the scythe when you're talking to girls. They won't think it's cool. (laughs) Communication will save the world. If you want to hear me talk more about that, you should watch my Farscape podcast where we talk about communication and sci-fi. Wow. Plugs in the middle of the podcast. Jesus. Mid-podcast plugs, y'all. No, I'm just... It's There's a lot... I I really appreciate any show that can, like, uh, you know give props to the idea of that communication can save us instead of fighting instead of violence which is the ultimate end of this film is a lot of violence if we all talked it out a lot of our problems would be solved which is like a big that's like my big thing i really think that's true Mm -hmm. Uh, i was gonna ask shit i was saying use your words yeah use your (laughs) use your words yeah uh shannon i was gonna ask uh, maybe this is a weird question, but how did you feel about this movie as someone who grew up in the South? And maybe Katie can answer this too. Um, because someone who grew up in the South and stuff, like, does this movie mean like something special to you in that respect as well? I like. I think I, it, I think it's something. It's a weird way of phrasing it, but. Uh, no, I understand. It's a uh, it's a good mm-hmm. question. I I mean, I my family, especially like my mom and dad, most of my life didn't have a lot of money. And both my parents have, like, mm. pretty pronounced southern accents. And some members of my family, like, I have an uncle from rural Kentucky who has a very strong southern accent. And to a lot of people, that means you're stupid. And it's not, mm. I mean, it's not, I, I don't know if I'd call it, like, oppression or anything like that. But there is definitely a problem mm. with classism among white people in America. And I think mm-hmm. um, 
it's a very easy go-to for a lot of white liberals to be like, oh, a bunch of bigots in their trailer park or whatever. Right. It's like I have relatives who live in trailers and they're not big. Like you're just putting it on, putting all of the evils and bigotry on this group because it's convenient for you um, mm-hmm. and instead of self-examining. And so, yeah, I think, and especially I, when I'm around my family, I have a pretty pronounced Southern accent that I guess I unconsciously kind of got rid of when I'm not talking to my family. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's neat. And I think it's something that's worth addressing. Like, why in so many of these movies are the villains, like, rural people? What's so scary mm-hmm. about... I mean, obviously, the South has its problems and stuff. But um, I think sort of examining the demonization of the lower cl- white lower class is worth looking at it and doing it in such a funny way. And I have met so many upper class f- frat dudes who I hated. That it was not mm-hmm. <laughs> nice to see one sort of. Not that I wanted them to like die. Or I guess he he technically doesn't die because you see him at the beginning, uh, just set when he attacks the uh, camera lady or the dude. Right. Yeah. So the cameraman and the woman. So yeah, I think it did mean something to me. Not again. It's not like a huge mm-hmm. part of my life. Maybe it would mm-hmm. be if I like moved to New York or something, and people are like, "Oh, you're from Georgia," but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean. I can definitely relate because uh, I've grown up in South Carolina and basically like none of like the popular white kids really have Southern accents where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, although like, you know, definitely there are tons of Southern accents around and it's nothing like strange if you hear people talking like that. It's just kind of like normal Um, But people definitely think you're more stupid if you talk like that or like if you're talking and you slip up and all of a sudden you have like this drawl to your voice. They're like, (laughs) what was that? Like, yeah, you sounded really country right there. And it's like, oh, um, I guess. Ha ha. I don't know. And uh, I just find it very strange because even though like I was born and I've always lived in South Carolina. My parents live up north, or they were from up north, like Michigan and Illinois. So, like, when I talk to strangers here, they'll actually ask me if I'm from the north. And I'm like, nope, I'm not from there. Born and raised here. But when I go up north, people will be like, oh, you must be from the south. I can hear it in your voice. I find that kind of strange. Um, And also, just, yeah, like, every time there's criticism, it's about, like, uh, backwater rednecks who are doing this, that, and the other thing, like very, very much classist. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just what you said, Shannon. And uh, like my boyfriend, um, who grew up in Newberry, which is like a very like low income town. Um, that's more country ish. Um, he had to like purposefully try to get rid of his southern accent because of how he was treated as stupid when he moved out of Newberry and into like Columbia which is where we live now and he was like you know like I can't have people treating me this way just because like I talk like that which I think is Mm -hmm. like kind of strange but you know um it was something he's still really like self-conscious about um and tries very much to avoid like you know a decade or more later and it's just like sucks so yeah mm-hmm. i think I, I i was like i think there was some research done where people listened to a, like an audio clip of like a woman talking with and without a southern accent and they perceived the woman with the southern accent as stupider even though they were saying the same thing and again in, in the in the grand scheme of things 
of like the kind of like oppression and right exactly right. it's not but it's still mm-hmm. it's it's worth talking about and it's something that i think i would experience if i didn't like i talk pretty just standard american because i was raised on tv and stuff but i ha- i definitely have relatives who get me i was in uh when i was at intervention con i asked for uh potato bread and the guy was like huh he was like fascinated with the way i said potato and i was just like i don't okay i mean he wasn't being mean but it was still like oh i just outed myself kind of you mm-hmm. know yeah mm-hmm. and then saying mm-hmm. y'all and stuff i don't know if but yeah there is an element of like, oh, I'm. It's it's being made different. He was he didn't mean anything mean by it. I wasn't offended, but I was being made other. Just like that's just how I talk, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the movie uh, critiques that pretty well, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I'd say so. All right. Is there anything else? I felt like we hit a lot. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to mention? I talked about all my favorite stuff, I think, of that movie. Alan, how about you? I mean, speaking of pronounced accents, I think that it's actually funny how much Chad had clearly had a Vancouver accent. <laughs> like very clearly just like some Canadian dude to be like, Hey guys, I do not I don't I can't even do it. It's just, he like clearly has that accent. <laughs> Whereas all the southern accents just became normal after a while. You're just like, No, but Chad, what what are you looking for? <laughs> I love picking yeah, up do like stuff. do Canadian rednecks sound like Southern American people, or is it? I was just like this. I don't know. I don't know. I doubt they do. Um, right, that's an interesting I thought. Yeah. I don't know I anything don't know. about Canada. Well, it did <laughs> say that they had like I looked at the credits and it had like a uh, Canadian casting done, mm-hmm. and then like they had specific casting done in the United States. So, <laughs> all right. I think maybe like. They are Southern Americans, maybe? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) I think that's it. Let's move on to some housekeeping. I want to thank everybody who shared the last episode. Last episode, we had Courtney on. That was a mess. (laughs) A Um, beautiful mess. mess. Yes. It was a fun mess. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. That was a lot of fun. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Podcast Fireside. You can send questions and comments at firesidefriendspodcast at gmail.com. And you can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, I rated I rated the podcast. I don't know if that's like illegal <laughs> in like the world of podcasting, but I rated this podcast five stars. And you should too. Uh, and you should too. Or like unless you want to be really honest, honest criticism is nice too. But if you're just going to leave a star rating and not any comments, then you might as well give it five stars anyway. <laughs> exactly. And uh, yeah, I think that's the podcast. Shan, where can people find you and contact you for what anime inspired Hannibal? <laughs> Please tell me. I've been having <laughs> dreams about it. I need to... Not really. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Plenty of Alcoves and also at Struchi Movies. That's S-T-R-U-C-C-I. And if you go on YouTube and you type in So You Want to Be a Film Nerd or if you type in Struchi Movies, I'm very easy to find my uh, video essays on film and media and stuff. And some good comedy videos as well. Oh, yeah. We've, we started doing short films. We enter them into a local contest and we've been doing pretty well with that so we're gonna keep doing the next one's gonna be really the last one was really they're all strange um <laughs> they're all good you should watch all of them i can confirm they're that really thank you good. uh alan where can people find you 
This is the second podcast episode in a row where I continue to be off the grid uh, with social media. So in lieu of a regular, I see, I see. No, I see you on there sometimes. I'll drop a fave and then so... I'll delete that app again because I like to keep up with your Twitter, Ryan, because you're important to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but in lieu of a regular uh, plug, I will recommend folks go for a walk, listen to some uh, sad indie music, and go for like a nice walk. <laughs> it's getting it's getting to that time of year where that's like perfect. I love going for walks in this weather, and I recommend you do it too if you have the opportunity to. Katie's still off the grid. Yep. Katie's forever off the grid. I don't even need to say it at this <laughs> point. Uh, you can find me at Talking Detective. Uh, I have a website, TalkingDetective.com, where you can find all my stuff. And that's, you know, usual stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's a podcast. We did it. Congrats, everybody. Hell yeah. We, we did it. it. Hell yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Good luck out there. And don't forget to take care of yourself. We'll see you later. Bye. Don't put that in.